what's up in your community church? How we doing this morning? You guys feeling all right? Man, I tell you, it's going on um, on Wednesday nights with our students. It really is. God is moving, showing up in a mighty, mighty way. I tell students this all the time, but I believe it. Maybe it's a little bit of favoritism. You can call it what you want. But I would say that Reckless Student Ministries is the best place to be on Wednesday nights in Central Kentucky for a student. Absolutely, bar none. Bar none. We just launched a brand new series this past week called Grave Diggers, talking about burying your sin before it buries you. Real stuff's happening in there. Life transformation. If your student hasn't made it, uh, you want to make sure to bring them out for Wednesday night. It all kicks off at 6.15 every Wednesday night. It's an amazing, amazing time. But we can see that God is moving in mighty ways all around our church, can't we? I mean, we see the, the pumpkin party that's coming up. And I was thinking about a second ago as we're worshiping, one of my favorite things that I love as we worship together every Sunday is if you're standing up here, you can just hear voices uh, just singing loud to God. And I love the song that we sang this morning talking about waiting here for you. Are you waiting on God today? Are you waiting for God to show up and do something amazing in your life? Because the, the, the song says, we're waiting for you. And Lord, we've got our hands lifted high. And we believe, God, that you're going to show up and you're going to do something that goes beyond our thoughts, our imaginations, anything that we could possibly dream of. God's just that good. He wants to do that in your life. And there's one thing that I love more than anything else in my life. There's one place that I love to be rather than any other place in my life. And that is the presence of God. I love His presence. I love to be in His presence. There's no greater place that I could possibly be. I gave my life to Christ when I was an eight-year-old boy. I bowed my knee to Christ. I said yes to Him. And I've never turned back. And I can stand before you today and tell you it was the greatest decision that I ever made in my life. And I love to be in His presence. I was sitting at home the other day and my little two-year-old boy, Camden, comes over to me. He does this often now, all the time. And, you know, he's real into Lightning McQueen and cars. That's his deal. Like, when you guys see him at the pumpkin party, that's all he cares about, right? Cars, 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 all day long. But he likes to bring Dad into the mix of what he's doing. A lot of times I'll be sitting there trying to watch a football game or something like that, and he comes over, and he grabs my hand, and he starts pulling on me. And he's like, Dad, I want you to, you know, he's, he's saying to me, Dad, I want you to come with me. I want you to go with me where I'm going. Now, sometimes he'll take me to the kitchen and to get something because he wants something to eat or he wants something to drink. He starts pointing at something. But a lot of times, this just melts my heart. He starts pulling on me. And so I'll follow him to see where he wants me to go. And he's just bringing me to where he is. He's just saying, I just want you to be around me and what I'm doing, what I've got going on. And I thought about that today. How many of you realize that the pursuit of God's presence in our lives is, is vitally important. It really is. The arrival of Jesus and His presence is always the turning point in every situation. It's where miracles can happen. I believe today that if the presence of God is in our church, that miracles can happen in our church. I believe today that if the, the presence of God is in your business, that miracles can happen in your business. If the presence of God is there in your small group, that miracles can happen in your small group. If the presence of God today is in your family, there can be miracles in your family. If the presence of God today is in your marriage, there could be miracles in your marriage. See, we need the sustaining presence of Almighty God in our lives. And when that becomes a reality in our lives, every doubt, every fear that we possibly have is washed away in Jesus' name. Jesus said this in John chapter 15, verse 5. He said, 
I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, your life will bear much fruit. What's he saying? Your life will have much to show for it. But he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And I want us to spend some time on this thought today that God has always wanted to be with his people. That ever since the garden when he created Adam and he created Eve, the Bible says that he walked around the garden with him. And from that point on, right up until today, right up until now, God has always wanted to be with his people. That's really amazing today. When we stop to process that, when we stop to ponder that, to let that set down deep in our heart today. And I want to keep going. I want to dive a little further into that thought. But before I do, I want to spend some time real quick praying over us today. Because I believe with all of my heart in preparing this week and spending time with the Lord that God really wants to meet with some of you today in this place. And so I want to pray for you because I'm a pastor. And here's the deal. As a pastor, one thing I know is I can talk too much, okay? I know that. Uh, and I don't want to say something to you in a different way than what God wants to say it to you, okay? And so I would pray for us today that we would let any hindrance, any distraction just be cast aside, cast out of our way today, that we would open up our hearts and minds to be receptive to what God wants to say to us in this place. So I'm going to pray for you guys. You guys pray for me. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for every person that is here this morning. God, to learn about your presence. For those who are watching even online right now, we all have different upbringings. We all have different education levels. We all have different habits. We are all made unique and individually. But God, we are all made to live in your presence. We are made to thrive in the presence of God. So Holy Spirit, what I'm asking now is that the words that I say and the meditations of my heart, that it would make you happy this morning, that they would please you. Would you say something to every one of us this morning? Don't let my tone, God, or my rhythm get in the way, but allow all of us, Father, to hear directly from you. Lord, do that. We believe that you can. We pray, Holy Spirit, come now and fill us new. In Jesus' name, amen. So from the beginning, God has always wanted to be with his people. And I don't know if you grew up in church, you would say, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ. But no matter what the deal is, that's a big thing. That message right there is a really big deal. Because not has God just always wanted to, to be with his people, right? But he, he's always been with his people. And that holds so true, whether it's Adam or Eve walking around the garden with them, whether it's the Israelites in the desert, right, following a pillar of fire at night, a pillar of cloud during the day, whether it's God splitting the sea open and letting like a million people walk through on dry land, whether it's God showing up to this huge fortified city called Jericho and bringing the walls down, whether it was David tapping into the power of God and killing this giant that they were at war with, God has always, always wanted to be with his people. And that's a really big deal. We could stop there. We could teach on that. But what I want you to see today is this. Not only has he always been with his people, but he's always wanted to be. He's always wanted to be. And that's a big deal. Because maybe for you in the last six months, let's just say, maybe you've made some mistakes. You've done some things that you're not proud of, right? I've made some mistakes in the last six months. I've done some things that I'm not proud of. And I know a lot about myself. Where decisions are made, regrets are formed. Habits are instilled. 
And those type of things, they really have the, the ability to propel people into the unbelievable future, the wonderful future that God has for them, or it has the ability to hold people back for a really long time. And so you know a lot about yourself. You do. And it's difficult. Because maybe for me to say today that God wants to be with you or that God is with you, so to speak, that doesn't do so much for you. Right? Just to say that God is with you, you might go, well... Well, Isaac, I'm with you. I'm there. I, I kind of follow you. I play my part in that. That's good. But for me to actually say the statement today that God wants to be with you, maybe some of you in this room, you're struggling with that right where you're sitting. You're, it's difficult for you to really believe that God would want to be with you. You might even be sitting here saying today, there's no way in, in any world that God wants to be with me right now. See, if we don't understand that, friend, if we don't grasp that, if we don't get a hold of that, then we're not able to enjoy all the things that God wants to say to us. And I believe that he wants to say to us this morning. And so this truth that I want to share with you today, it's fundamental. It absolutely is. But at the same time, you have to have this, right? It is absolutely essential. And I want you to know this. If you want to know how to live a life that loves God, that walks with God, you got to have this. It's so fundamental. But at the same time, it's missed by so many people. It's, it's a truth that's so deep. It's like water that you could never swim to the bottom of, but yet it's so shallow that a toddler could play in it. And it's my prayer that you would hear from God today. That's my prayer. That's been my prayer all week. That you would hear from God, that you wouldn't just hear me say this. And so in the Scripture, we see that God had a specific geographic location for where He wanted His presence to rest. This place called the temple. And so I want to show you this illustration today. This is a little bit different for us, but maybe today if you're taking notes or if you have a place to take notes, maybe you have the notes app on your phone. If you don't have any of that, maybe you could just think about this and process this for a moment. Let it sink down deep into your heart. But I would love for you to write down for me today, if you could, whatever you're taking notes on, just write down your address. Your address. Now, I don't want you to share it with anybody. I don't want you to... To tell, like, show your paper to anybody because I don't want people showing up at your doorstep for lunch, right? And then you blame me, right? Just keep it to yourself. But I want you to take a look at that today. Write down your address and take a look at that. Now, for a lot of people, what this address represents is way more than just a physical place. Like for me, my address represents to me home. You know, it's home. Some of us, we might have a bad memory of that. Maybe some of us, we moved around a lot from place to place, and we don't have a, a, a real identification with a place called home. But for a lot of us, this address represents home, where you live, where you get up, where you go through your morning routine, where you sit down and eat with your family. Maybe you kick back and you relax there. This is very nostalgic for many of us because we have many memories associated with this place called home. Maybe it was mom's home cooking. Maybe it was the way that dad kept the grass cut. Maybe you can remember Christmas mornings being there and how that felt, but it was just home. Now, some of you, you may not have those memories, but I know that many of us do. And here's what I want you to do today. In the same place, wherever you're taking notes, now I want you to write down in that same place, write down God's address. God's address. Now, many of you when, when you, when I say this to you, your mind goes immediately to something. Some of you can take the pen and immediately put it to the paper. But others of you, maybe you have to take a moment when I say that to pause. 
Just to think about that for a second. And that's absolutely okay. I talked about in the Scripture, the temple is the resting place for the presence of God. Now, if you fast forward a couple thousand years, let me show you this truth today about us. We looked at this Scripture last week. But I want to look at it again in a different context, in a different light. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says this, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, who you have from God? You are not your own. So go back to your notes just real quick. Last thing I promise, I want you to write this down or think about this today. God's address is me. God's address is is me. Now I want you to catch this this morning. This is so vitally important for us. God has decided that He doesn't just want to live with us, but He wants to live in us. This is a paradigm shift. I hope that you see this today, that there's no longer a place that you can go to access the presence of God. So many times in our culture, we think that we go to a place. Sometimes we think, well, if I go to church and I go through the motions and I go through the routine, I sing the songs, maybe the pastor will say something that resonates with me and then I'll experience the presence of God. I'll check that off my list, that religious activity off my list. But this is so, so much more than that. This is a shift in the way that the world works. You don't only come to Vineyard Community Church on Sunday mornings only and expect heaven to open and the Holy Spirit to invade your life. Because God says, my temple now is you. Hear that? My temple now is you. This is absolutely amazing for us today. And we're going to see why. Because there are truths that are associated with this, this scripture, this statement that we made. So let me explain to you today what it means to have the presence of God inside of you. There were three results for the people of God that were immediate evidences of the presence of God with them. And I want to look at these three examples today. Not just the Israelites and God with them, but I want to look at this for your life as well. And so the first one is this. One of the immediate results of God being inside of you should be victory. Victory. Now what am I talking about here? Let me tell you what this means. When God's people showed up with God's presence, they won. They won. Right, If there was an enemy that was invading them or trying to take over something from them and God's people showed up with God's presence, they won. And so let me encourage you, and this is where it's going to get challenging for us today. Because if you believe today that Jesus Christ is Lord, if you're doing everything that you can to, best, to, to follow after Him, actively follow after Him, live for Him, you should know today that the evidence of God's presence in your life means this, that you stop losing battles at some point. You stop losing battles at some point. Now let me say this very clearly. The presence of God inside of you means that you don't lose battles forever. Sin that has previously dominated your life no longer has the ability and the power to dominate you any longer. You stop losing. And so if you're here today and you feel as if you keep losing in regards to sin, you keep losing in regards to your decisions relationally, whatever it is that you're dealing with today, you just feel defeated, you feel like you keep losing, then maybe I could su suggest this to you today. Maybe you haven't started walking in the victory that Jesus has promised you. Maybe today you're believing a lie from the enemy that you're a loser, that you're defeated. And I'm here to tell you today that's not the truth. I'm here today to tell you that you have 
the victory. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You're not a victim. You are victorious through Christ Jesus when the power and the presence of God goes with you. Amen? Amen. The second thing is this. Freedom. If you're taking notes, freedom. Some of you need to hear me say this this morning. The power and the presence of God inside of you means that you're free. You're absolutely free. This is me telling you to tell the enemy that's lying to you that you're no longer a slave to your sexuality. You're no, you're no longer a slave to what you think is your sexuality. You're not. When the presence of God is inside of you, you are no longer a slave to pornography. Hear this today. God is not addicted to pornography. And He lives inside of you. The presence of God lives inside of you. You are no longer a slave to sickness or illness. We sang about it earlier. Who the Son, the Scripture says, has set free is free indeed. I still believe that we serve the healer today. I still believe that we serve the great physician. The Bible says that it's by His stripes you are healed. It's more than just a song that we sing. He is the God of miracles today. And He wants to do a miracle in your life. What am I saying to you today? You are no longer under any subjection to any of that anymore because the presence of God is with you. It's inside of you. The Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. And now, friend, you have the ability to be free. You are no longer a slave, hear me today, to fear. You're not. The enemy's trying to tell you that you are. But if you say today that you're a believer in Jesus Christ, then God says, I have now decided that my presence is not only going to be with you, but it's going to be in you. And how many of you know today that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind? You're not a victim anymore. You're not a slave anymore. That happened whenever it happened in your life. But how many of you know today that Jesus Christ paid for that? Right? You're no longer guilty today because He has paid for that sin. And there's a whole new level to this. God says, because my presence is inside of you today, it's going to go with you. The Bible tells us that He's a very present help in our time of need, in our time of trouble. I hear people say this all the time. I've heard it over the years. People will say, well, you know, my mom was that way, or my dad was that way, or my grandparents were that way. And what you're basically saying when you hear this, what people are basically saying is, that's the pattern for my life too. That's what I'm going to become. That's what I'm going to be. That's where I'm headed. But when the Spirit of God is living inside of you, you are no longer a victim today to what has happened generation after generation. You have absolute freedom that Jesus Christ paid for. You have that freedom today because you are a son. You are a daughter of the Most High God. What am I telling you today? You're free. You're free from that. See, here's the thing, friends. We have to learn to walk in that freedom. We've got to learn to walk in that freedom. That's a fundamental truth that so many believers miss. That the presence of God isn't around us. The presence of God is inside of us today. God has remade you in His image. The third thing is this. Power. Power, because the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. You have power that you don't even know you have, right? You've got power, hear me today, over depression. You've got power today over anxiety. Some of you might be like, whoa, 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 Pastor Isaac, right? That's deep, man. Don't, don't talk about depression, right? You don't know how deep that stuff is. No, I'm not standing here today telling you I have all the answers. 
I'm just here telling you about the one who is the answer. Amen? And so Jesus passes by this place in John chapter 5 called Bethesda in the Hebrew, meaning having five porches. And on these porches laid the sick, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And Jesus goes up to this one particular man who is laying there. And the Bible says that he has had this infirmity for 38 years of his life. That's a long time. And Jesus looks at him and he says, will thou be made whole? In other words, in our terms, he said, well, do you want to be well? Do you want to be healed? And the man answers much like I think we do oftentimes. Well, God, I'd like to be. That sounds great. But I can't get down to the water in time. See, the Bible said that at a certain time, an angel would come down and stir the water. And the first person to get down to the water would be healed. And he said, I can't get down there. I don't have anybody to carry me down there. It's never going to happen. It's never going to change. I've been this way for 38 years anyway. So what's the difference? And, and I don't have anything to back this up scripturally, but I'm paraphrasing here. But it's just me. I want to imagine Jesus being a little sarcastic, right? And looking at the man and going, man, that was a great story that you just told me, right? About the pool and all that. But all I want to know is, do you want to be made well? Right? Do you want to be healed today? And Jesus said, take up your mat and walk you're healed. So many times, friends, we put our eyes on our circumstance rather than putting our eyes on the size of our God. We put excuses in front of God. We put limits on what God can do today. And here's what I'm telling you. I want you to know this. When the enemy tries to come over you and tell you that you're sad, to tell you that you're depressed, when the enemy comes over you and tells you that you'll never be set free from that addiction, that you'll never be healed, you've always been this way, you'll always be that way. Or if you would have done this better, or if you would have done that better, you wouldn't find yourself in the shape that you're in. I want you to know today that you have the authority, you have the power in Jesus' name to say, I don't listen to you. You didn't make me, you didn't create me, and now you got to leave, and you got to leave in Jesus' name. You got to get out of here. Because the presence of God is inside of you. Realize today, maybe like you've never realized before, that you have victory, that you have freedom, and that you have power. You have the power, friends, to help other people experience freedom as well. You read in the Old Testament that these people had a reaction when they found out that the people of God were around. They were like, we got to get out of here. we got to run because we're going to lose this battle. Like when people found out that God was coming to town... Man, they got right. right. They got right with God. And not to minimize this, but rather to maximize this, that should be what happens when you walk into work tomorrow. College students, that should be what happens when you walk on campus tomorrow. Reckless students, that should be what happens when you walk through your hallways tomorrow. Right? When we come to this perfect realization today that as we grow and as we understand the things of God, the things that God has given to us, the Holy Spirit living inside of us the reality should be this, that when you walk into work tomorrow, that when you step on campus tomorrow, when you walk through your hallways, wherever it is that you go, the reality should be this, that things change. They just change. Why? Because of you? No, not because of you, but because God has made it a point to live inside of you. He says, I'm going to put my presence inside of you today. And there are people, know this, for all of us today, this is so true, there are people that God has put in your life because He wants you to help free them. He does. But in order for that to happen, we have to learn to walk in the victory of the presence 
of Almighty God. Man, the presence of God is essential to our lives. The presence of God is a necessity to our lives. The presence of God will change your life. It will rearrange your life. It will shape you. It will remake you. The presence of God will turn your life around. Sometimes it'll turn your life upside down. But I promise you this, it's for your good. Because the Bible says all things, not just some, not just a few, but all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are called according to His purpose. And some of you might look at me today and say, Isaac, man, you're, what are you so passionate about this for? Because God's just that good. He's just that good. And the Bible says that you can taste and see that God is good. You can taste and see for yourself today. How do I do it? I hear you. I believe you. That resonates. But how do I do it? Just start declaring I'm no longer a slave to whatever that thing is in your life, whatever it is you're going through. I'm no longer a slave to that, no longer a slave to that doubt, that fear. Say it aloud so much that people around you are like, why do you keep saying that? Right? Why do you keep declaring that? We sing about it in here, don't we? I'm no longer a slave. Why? Because I'm a child of the Most High God today. I'm a child of the Most High God. And what about this today? Don't surround yourself with people that enjoy slavery with you. You know what I'm talking about? Misery loves company. Surround yourself today with people that tell you the truth. Surround yourself with people that hold you accountable, who say, hey, you don't have to do that. You don't have to give control to that. You're not defeated by that. God has something so much better for your life today. You're no longer a victim. You are victorious through Christ Jesus. You're not a victim. You're victorious. We've got to start living that. Don't just be hearers of the word. The Bible says be doers of it. Live the word out today. Now you see people coming. And these people are coming to pray for you. And I thought about this a couple Sundays ago. And I know this is an easy opportunity right here. As people are here to pray for you. Because I've been there before where you're sitting. To kind of check out, isn't it? Because I mean it's a predictable thing. Well, I know what's coming next. I know what we're doing next. But what if you can't predict what God's going to do next? I mean, what if you showed up here today to just be a part of a church service? You thought, well, I'm just going to go to church, kind of sit through that and, and move on about my day, right? Go watch football, do my next thing, whatever that is. But what if you showed up here today and God did the miraculous in your life? Because he's still in the healing business. If you didn't know, he is, right? And I believe today with all of my heart, as I've been praying this week, that there are people that are sitting in this room. If you're honest with yourself, if you're honest with God today, you need to be healed. You need to be healed. And it's just like the guy that was there at Bethesda pool that Jesus stood before. Jesus is saying, will you be made well? Like, I want to heal you. The healer is standing right in front of you today. Do you want to be made well? Some of you today, you need to be set free, right? From that addiction, from whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're facing, that you're holding on to, that's keeping you from experiencing the best that God has for you. You need to let go of it. You need to let go and let God have control. You need to be set free. The Bible says this, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's freedom today. There's freedom in Jesus' name. Some of you, you need to be restored. Right? You ever just felt empty inside? Like there's just a void? Like I'm in a period of life right now where I'm just empty. And you know what? God's here today, and He wants to pour back into you. And He doesn't just want to pour back into you enough to get you through or to get you by. He wants to pour into you overflow till your cup is running over today. 
That's the God that we serve. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to experience and know the overflow of Almighty God. That's what He wants to do in your life. And why is that? How do we know it? Because the Holy Spirit of God decided that He wanted His resting place, His temple to be inside of you. Hear me today. If you haven't heard anything else I've said today, I want you to hear this. God doesn't just want to live in you. He wants to make a home in you. Hear that. He doesn't just want to live in you. He wants to make a home in you. And I believe this about many of you. Your heart is right. Your heart is pure. You want to live for Jesus. You want to follow after Him with all that's within you. You want to do the right thing. But some of us, we just need to let God work on His house. Right? I believe this morning that God wants to change some paint color on some walls. He wants to pull up some carpet and put some hardwood floors down. He wants to talk to you. He wants to show you the things that He wants to work on. I fully believe that God is going to say some things to you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to talk about the things that He's working on. He's going to give you the inside scoop on the things inside of His house that need repair. And He's here today. He's a very present help in our time of need, our time of trouble. And here's what I would say to you today. Hey, don't try to stifle that. Don't try to stop that. Don't try to push God away. I think when we get to times like this, many times our pride will jump right in the way. It does. Some of us, we start thinking, well, I need to go down there and I need to let somebody pray over me today, but then other people are going to think things. They're going to look at me and they're going to think I'm going up here for prayer or for this or that. I cast out all those thoughts right now in Jesus' name. That stuff doesn't belong here. That's not what this is about today. Don't stifle it. Don't stop it. God wants to do something in your life. He may want to do the miraculous in your life right here today. You'll walk out of this place different than the way that you walk in. Because how can we say this, friends? How can we say this? That we're pursuing after God with all that's within us and then say that we won't let God work on us happens, right? I'm pursuing after you, God, but, but you can't. Don't change me. Don't do anything about me. Right? I love you, Jesus, but I don't want you to work on me. I don't want you to change anything about me. How can we say that? Come on today. As every person is standing across this room, let's all stand together. Guys, if we all stand together, here's what it's easy to do. It's easy just to, what we used to call, just white knuckle the seat in front of you. In other words, you're not going to let go. But I encourage you, wherever you are today, hey, let go and let God. Just let go and let God. Maybe you come up here today, you say, I just need to spend some time with the Lord. I just need some prayer today for some things that are going on in my life. God will meet you right here in this place. His presence is real. His presence is near to us. Listen to me today. Last thing I want to say to you. If we could see what God sees in our future, we would do what He says right now in our present. Let me say it to you one more. If we could see what He sees in our future, we would do what He says right now in our present. As we sing this song right now, Lord, I need you. I'm going to be the first one right here to say it. Lord, I need you. God, I need you more than I've ever needed you before, Father. God, I need you to come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, I need you to change me, rearrange me. God, do whatever it is you need to do. I need you more today than I did yesterday. God, I'll need you more tomorrow than I do today. God, I need you. Come, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name only as you can because I want to walk in your victory. I want to walk and know your freedom today. And Lord, I want to walk and know and experience your power like I never have before. Won't you come as we sing the words to this song?